This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It has been one heck of a year in AI. At the beginning of this year, I had, I think, about 4,000 subscribers, and I've just hit 100,000 subscribers, and that is due in large part to artificial intelligence. And, of course, uh, ChatGPT has exploded on the scene, and it's been a year of intense drama, most recently with the firing and sudden rehiring of Sam Altman. But we're not going to talk about the people of AI. We're going to talk about the revolutions of AI, the things that I am looking forward to in 2024. Now, before we get started, one thing I want to say is what I'm going to do is I'm looking at kind of what is happening today. So all of this is rooted in trends and news that has come out recently. But what I'm really going to focus on is kind of some of the stuff that I expect to see in 2024. Take it with a grain of salt. As with all predictions, it's basically a gamble. So let's dive right in. First and foremost is uh, AI being integrated more into mental health and relationships. So there's already been plenty of stories out there about uh, you know people using chatbots to learn about relationships and get better at communication and that sort of thing. But after some of the videos that I've made, I've had people reach out to me, uh, including clinical psychologists researchers, forensic psychologists, all kinds of people. And so not just from a user perspective, uh, but also from a, a research perspective, I suspect that AI is in the long run going to be just completely game-changing for the way that we approach uh, mental health and relationships. And not just on an individual level. So for instance, one thing that, uh, you know, I've had my criticisms of Anthropic's Claude chatbot, but one thing that it's in incredibly good at is dream interpretation. And I suspect that those kinds of abilities are only going to get better over time, where the, these, these machines, these tools will help you figure out what's going on in your life, what's going on in your head, what's going on in your relationships. And also the fact that it's already being studied by governments and universities means that the deployment of these technologies is going to pick up and accelerate. I am looking forward to 20 years from now, a Freakonomics episode unpacking the long-term impacts, the positive long-term impacts of generative AI on mental health and relationships. And I think that this is really going to take off in 2024. I think we're going to start seeing more studies being published about the beneficial use of AI in mental health and relationships and communication. I think we're going to start seeing best practices being published. And I think we're going to start seeing people really uh, starting to take this seriously on a clinical um, and, and societal and epidemiological level. So I, in the long run, the, the, the total impact of AI on mental health and relationships, I think, is difficult to oversell. 
And I think that we're going to really see mass adoption um, in the form of, you know, more smartphone apps, more products and services, but also government research and endorsements. So this is going to be pretty big. And I think 2024 is going to be a breakout year for mental health and relationships with respect to artificial intelligence. Next is content moderation. So as a YouTuber, obviously there's comments, there's, you know, I've got Discord servers, there's Reddit and all sorts of other things. YouTube for, fortunately has announced that they are going to start in implementing more and more AI into content moderation. And I hope that plenty of other platforms start to do this as well. And there's all kinds of ways that content moderation can be, can be done, which by and large is done kind of reactively and by hand. So, you know, back in the day and probably still to this day, but I don't use Facebook anymore, um, their content moderators were largely uh, humans. And so these were, these were people that were constantly just for eight hours a day looking at material that had been flagged. And they'd seen all kinds of awful things from, you know, depictions of violence to, you know, like sex trafficking and all, all sorts of stuff. And like there are reports of people getting PTSD just from being content moderators. And of course, like if you follow the news, the same happens on Pornhub, but they have like a tiny like core of content moderators. And so there's like months and months of backlog. And who wants to watch porn all day? Like that's just like, especially if you're looking at the gross stuff that gets flagged. Anyways, so fact, uh, fact checking, disinformation and misinformation campaign detection. Because one of the things that we're afraid of is you know, generative AI being used um, in troll farms and botnets for political manipulation. But a technology that can be used to spread misinformation can be just as easily used to detect that kind of stuff and do fact checking and just automatically filter out this kind of stuff. Hate, hate speech, um, community shaping. I actually have had people reach out to me that are working on using these AI tools to help shape and push narratives and shape online communities. Um, so that that's something that can be automated algorithmically rather than um, being done by hand. I've tried this myself. I created a few chatbots that were uh, connected to my Discord server to help with like auto moderation and steering things, but they've really got repetitive and I don't have the time and energy to research it and, and practice it myself. But I think that 2024 is going to see a huge wave of AI-based content moderation which in the long run I think is going to is finally going to solve the problem of toxicity on the internet meaning if someone you know rage tweets or whatever then one you can detect what that is about and you can you can uh, de deliberately kind of modify the conversation and rather than uh, toxicity being amplified you can reduce radicalization and polarization with the aid of AI uh, to benevolent ends now of course the flip side of that is that you can use AI to deliberately fan the flames. So hopefully we see content moderation as the antidote to uh, radical toxicity. Material science is going to be a huge thing in 2024 as well. We just, we've seen uh, Google DeepMind publish their GNOME paper, which was, what was it, like 2.2 million new materials, new crystals were discovered. Um, and so I expect this kind of thing is going to accelerate. Um, and like math, it's not immediately obvious that material science affects everything, but material science affects everything. If it includes metals or plastics or proteins, it affects material science um, or material science affects it rather. I've got that backwards. Um, but everything from uh, computer technology, such as, you know, getting down to two nan nanometer, uh, you know, production methods, uh, rapidly producing new medicines, 
the all the equipment that uh, that is used to synthesize medicines or detect medicines, like all of these things are going to be accelerated by material science and material science is being accelerated by artificial intelligence. And this is also part of a virtuous cycle. So I've talked about this. It's been a while since I've talked about this, but the combination of better AI and better material science and better math forms a virtuous cycle that that only serves to accelerate AI even more. Because the better material science you have, the better computers you have, which leads to faster AI, more AI, uh, higher density data, that sort of stuff. And so any acceleration that you get in material science translates. It, it, it does take a while because the time that it takes to design a new chip and take it from, from hypothetical design to manufacture is something like, I think, five years. It might be less now. It might be more. But so it'll be a little while before we start to feel it. Um, however... I think that 2024 is going to be a breakout year um, in material science broadly, um, and it'll be driven largely to due to um, artificial intelligence. And also, material science is one of the key things that will help us unlock uh, things like sustainable energy, nuclear fusion. Quantum computing is largely a material science problem. So 2024 is going to be, like I said, a huge year for this. I expect to see some really big breakthroughs. We might not see the practical application yet, but I'm really excited to see what happens in material science uh, driven by AI in 2024. So synthetic data has been in the news lately. Um, namely, there's rumors that OpenAI and others are, are creating and training models that are trained on 60% synthetic data. I think one of the rumors is 90% synthetic data. And the thing is, is if it's just text, that's one thing. But we're, we're talking about this flywheel that as machines get better at generating synthetic data and then being trained on synthetic, synthetic data, you basically have an unlimited amount of data with which to train on, on any modality, any format. So we, we see that synthetic data is being used to train uh, self-driving cars. Um, most of the images that you see on the internet today, well, maybe not most, but something like 60% of them are now generated by, by AI. Soon music, movies, images, everything is going to be generated by AI. And that is all going to, uh, again, feedback into a virtuous cycle where the more data you have to train on and the more you have to sift through, um, in order to create very, very good data sets means that this is going to be a data flywheel that accelerates very fast. Um, and also, I predict, personally, this is just kind of the reading the tea leaves, and if you saw the news, the reason that I picked Sarah Silverman here is because um, her, her class action lawsuit against OpenAI was grievously hamstrung by the judge, which is something that I predicted in a previous video, having talked to some of my lawyer friends, there's just a lot of the case that was just like on the face, just wouldn't stand up to scrutiny. Um, but anyways, so we'll see how it's litigated. We have yet to see uh, AI copyright law get litigated by the Supreme Court, as far as I know. Um, but, you know, copyright is basically being gutted in real time. And I predict that if you have this data flywheel where most data is synthetic, it's generated by AI, the, the the marginal cost of data, even highly valuable data like a novel or a movie, approaches zero. And I think that we're seeing the death of copyright. Um, now, we did see that the, 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 the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild, they are like, oh, well, you know, human, human contribution only. But I kind of see it going the same way as like, you know, photographers uh, were, were attacked by painters and then photographers attacked digital artists and digital artists are attacking AI. 
like this is just the next natural progression. So we're just seeing another transition in the creation of uh, digital of of entertainment in general, um, but data more broadly. <laughs> to cap it off, 2024, I think, is when we'll see some of that litigation happening, but also we're going to see that data flywheel uh, kick it up into high gear. Okay, so the next thing is we're starting to see more and more interest in medical and clinical deployments of AI. So again, because of some of the videos that I've made, I've had all kinds of people. I've got a whole bunch of uh, physicians, surgeons, all kinds of people, even some of my Patreon supporters. They're so excited about the things that I'm talking about that they decided to jump in, and I've actually connected some of them. Um, but the the thing is, is that AI has the potential to uh, really revolutionize healthcare. One of the more extreme predictions that I've made is that I suspect that hospitals are going to go the way of the dinosaur probably within 20 years. We'll see. Um, when you when you combine rejuvenation therapies with robot doctors, I suspect that the need for hospitals is going to drop drastically. But in the short term, there's already evidence that uh, AI is accelerating um, diagnostics. It's increasing the accuracy of diagnosis. It's also being used for patient engagement. So a friend of mine, uh, he was working at a startup that one of the things that they did was allocating, like reading all your medical charts and ensuring that you had you know, the right medication and the right nurse and everything like that. And so uh, adding AI as a kind of like clinical social worker that, that's reading every, all patients' notes and all doctors' notes and, and, and making sure everyone knows what they need, where you, we're seeing that generative AI is already helping uh, in the clinical setting. And I think that that is going to, uh, again, really accelerate in 2024 just for purely economic reasons. If you're a hospital administrator and you hear that, you know, this generative AI tool can help, you know, reduce the cost of billing, you know, by 80% and reduce the, you know, the the incidence of getting sued for medical malpractice by 12%, they're going to do it just by sheer economic pressure alone. Um, and this is going to have compounding effects because it's like, the more you use a thing and the more valuable it becomes, the more investment it gets and the better it gets and the more it gets integrated. And I think 2024 is going to be a breakout year for the integration of AI into uh, the clinical space. Oh, and also I've had like talks and interviews with um, everyone from practicing uh, clinicians to medical students. Medical students are super jazzed about this because some of them are, are afraid of like being replaced. But I've talked to some medical students that are like, oh my God, please help us. We need all the help we can get. So I think that it's going to be net uh, a net gain for everyone um, regarding AI and medicine in 2024. So video generation. Uh, at the beginning of this year, Meta AI released their really kind of dodgy, you know, really kind of almost dreamlike video generators. And we, in the space of less than a year, we're getting up to, I think we have 1080p uh, video generation now. It still has some artifacts, but that was an exponential uh, uh, acceleration in terms of quality of video generation. And now you've probably seen trends on the internet, like on LinkedIn and, and Reddit and stuff, where people are posting like movie trailers, like cinematic, uh, almost perfect uh, movie trailers that are that are pretty high quality. Um, and it's getting easier and easier to make this. And this is one thing that I think it will probably be considered a solved problem this time next year. So if you remember when Dolly 2 first came out, it was kind of garbage. Um, like the dreams or the, the, the images were kind of dreamlike. They were blocky. They were broken. Uh, Dolly 3 is a quantum leap forward. Mid Journey and a whole bunch of others, Stable Diffusion, are all coming out. And they're all 
improving very quickly. So I think this time next year, like image generation, like this stock image, there will be no demand for humans to generate this kind of stuff. Adobe is is leading the charge in terms of replacing the stock image industry instead of photographers. It's all going to be AI generated uh, before too long. And likewise, I think that video generation, because video is just a series of images, right? Um, I think that video generation is going to be not long behind that. And um, and I think this time next year, I'll probably be working on creating like a Hollywood grade version of my novel, doing it all by myself. That's what I'm really looking forward to in 2024 with video generation. To uh, extend the conversation around AI and um, entertainment, we're already seeing mods being built to integrate like ChatGPT with Skyrim and stuff like that. But I think that it's we're a, we're a stone's throw away from the, the the big game studios and the big game engines just creating native integrations with generative AI. Now, obviously, generative AI is still relatively expensive to use, but the cost is coming down fast. And I I, w- I would not be surprised if this time next year you have games that have NPCs that you can just put on your headset and you can just have a natural conversation with the NPCs. And so, like. I've heard that CD Projekt Red is abandoning uh, Cyberpunk 2077, but if they ever make a sequel, I fully expect to be able to just like talk to Johnny Silverhand or whatever, um, like real time, uh, just natural, natural sounding conversation. Um, And that's just on the surface. That's just having conversations with NPCs. Beyond that, I'm looking forward to automatically generating narratives. So having completely dynamic and adaptive worlds that respond to your unique decisions within that world and that the, that the, the quests and the storylines and the character lines all adapt in real time. That's something that I'm really looking forward to in the gaming space. Um, and I think that we're going to see the first uh, versions of this being commercially reduced, uh, uh, released in 2024. Um, and again, it's that this is just the beginning. Longevity research, I suspect is going to really be kicked into high gear in 2024 uh, you, a lot of you probably just saw that the the X Prize announced uh, what is it, 101 million dollars to accelerate longevity research. The Biden administration just created a um, a package that I think it was like 2.4 billion dollars over the next 10 years for uh, and and one of the one of the explicitly stated goals was to overcome aging, to basically treat aging as a disease that needs to be cured. Um, and so 2024 is going to be a huge breakout year for this. And it's going to be like the, the 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 temperature of this is going to be turned up to 11 by breakthroughs such as Google DeepMind's AlphaFold 2. I'm looking forward to AlphaFold 3 if they're working on it or whatever the successor technology is. Um, now, obviously, just, sim- just simulating proteins is only one part of it. Um, I've talked about in previous videos that the entire uh, metabolome, so all the metabolites and, and all the respiratory and meta- metabolic processes that happen in the body, there are literally hundreds of thousands of substances in the human body alone on top of 3 billion base pairs, on top of microbiomes, on top of epigenetics. So we do have a ways to go before we solve all of these problems, but uh, the investment is there, and when investment is there, uh, solutions follow. That's just the way it, it goes. And as of right now, there are, as far as I know, there are no scientific or engineering barriers to overcome. It's mostly just about the data. Like we have the premise, we know how to simulate these things and we know how to get more accurate, but the volume of data and the amount of processing that needs to be done is is the is the primary thing that's prohibitively expensive right now. 
Um, but you go back to the material science thing that accelerates that. Well, if the if the GPUs get cheaper and faster, and all the sensors and and other lab equipment gets cheaper and faster, you get those compounding returns. And so I think 2024 is going to be a breakout year where people. Um, I have said that we're probably already in longevity escape velocity, meaning, and so the definition of longevity escape velocity is that the life expectancy goes up uh, per year of more than one year per year. Um, so for those for those that are young enough and healthy enough, I suspect we're already in longevity escape velocity. So net result is I think 2024, people are going to start taking the the concept of longevity escape velocity more seriously and that we're going to all realize, yeah, we're in it. Math and logic, so much much hullabaloo has been made of QSTAR and the uh, other leaks uh, recently, but more broadly, uh, math and formal logic is being studied in deep learning. And uh, one thing that this that the whole QSTAR thing has helped to shine a light on is that generating text and planning and reasoning, that's one thing, but math and logic is like the other half of the puzzle to get to AGI. And, you know, when you when you think about what is machine learning, what is AGI, what is computer science, what is material science, it all boils down to math. Um, math is the underpinning language of all of these things. And so now we have language models that have mastered language, um, at least on certain scales. They're still not good at write, like writing full-length novels in one shot, but that's coming soon. Um, so when you have these same, these same or similar models that master... Uh, math and logic um, to the you know achieve 99th percentile uh, performance on math and logic compared to humans. Then you have a machine that is like okay, well it can do things that most humans can't, and it understands all the rudiments, all the fundamental abilities that are required for scientific advancement. So one of the benchmarks um, that people have, and it's kind of tongue in cheek, but there is some merit to it, is like when AI discovers novel physics, then you know that it's like game over because. Once you've once you're able to do that, once you're able to like either create a paradigm shift in math and or physics, then it's like okay, like humans become uh, irrelevant very quickly, um, at least uh, partially, uh, in in the advancement of science. So, uh, 2024 I think is going to be a huge breakout year for math and logic in the area of artificial intelligence, and this is go this is going to be another component that feeds into that virtuous cycle that accelerates everything even faster. Um, so this is what you might say is the ramp up to singularity. I'm still personally skeptical about singularity, but certainly we seem like we're still in an acceleration phase. The only question is, how long will that acceleration phase last? And then finally, number 10, AGI in 2024. So I am standing firm on my prediction that by September 2024, so about 10 months from now, we will almost certainly have basically any basic definition of AGI will probably be satisfied. And there are five primary trends that I'm looking at when I make this prediction. So first, multimodality. Um, integrating text, audio, video, embodiment data, and other kinds of data um, into transformers, math and logic, language, all of this stuff. When you look at all the modalities being crammed into into uh, transformers today, it becomes very obvious that we're we're literally running out of the different not just amount of data but the types of data that we can train these things on. Um, and so once you have models that are trained on literally all of human data, <laughs> like there's not much there's not much else you can do. Um, so that is one of the main trends that's coming. I expect that we'll uh, have some pretty significant algorithmic breakthroughs. Um, and if not if not like 
uh, step function changes, at least lots of incremental breakthroughs around multimodality that are going to give us a fundamentally new appreciation for the capabilities of transformer models by this time next year. Next up is autonomous agents. So, um, you know, things like Microsoft Autogen, some of my projects that I'm running, um, agents are the new operating system. They're the new daemon. Um, autonomous agents and autonomous agent swarms, I think, are going to be how AGI manifests. It's not going to be, you know, a single monolithic robot. And if you do have a single monolithic robot, it's going to have a swarm of agents in its head, um, all debating and, you know, doing different parts of it. So I think that I think that we've figured out kind of from a software perspective how AGI is going to be deployed. I will stand by that prediction right now. And again, I didn't even predict it. I often point to uh, Mass Effect and the Geth. Um, so I think the Geth is kind of the, the version of AGI we're going to ultimately get, where even if you do have a single platform, there's many, many agents running in that platform. And some of those agents are going to be running in the cloud. Some of them are going to be running locally. They can move around, that sort of thing. Um, I already mentioned logic integration. So adding adding math and logic to the current linguistic abilities, I think, is going to be a game changer with algorithms like QSTAR and whatever else is going on behind the scenes. Um, all of this, however, is going to feed back into another virtuous cycle, which is that the more capable AI gets, the more it can participate in its own research. So the Qualia leak talked about how uh, the AGI machine made recommendations to change its own engine. And while I personally feel like the Qualia paper is debunked, I know researchers who are actively using AI to help with their research. There are plenty of people using AI to help with their research, and the more capable the AI becomes, the more useful it is and the faster it goes. And so, uh, that again, that's another part of the flywheel is that the more the AI can help, the faster it all goes. The more capabilities it expands to, the faster it all goes. And then the last bit of information is investment surge. I think investment in AI is basically doubling year over year right now. And if not, it's close. Um, and that could, if, if that trend even remotely stays the same, even if investment only goes up 30% year over year or 50% year over year, that is like exponential growth in terms of how much uh, investment we're seeing towards AI. And again, where the money goes, results follow. And so because of all that, yeah, I think that we're going to see AGI in 2024. Now, there's probably going to be some limitations. It might be too expensive to run. Um, there might be things that, that humans are still better at. Um, it's also going to take time to integrate these with government systems, with business systems. Um, it's going to take time to deploy applications that benefit from AGI. But I do suspect we're going to see all this coming in 2024. So this is why I am super excited for 2024. Thanks for watching. I hope you got a lot out of this. Like, subscribe, etc., etc. Also consider jumping over on my Patreon. There's two tiers. The $5 tier gets you access to the Discord community as well as some exclusive content. And then the $50 tier gets you access to the masterclass sessions as well as some additional uh, exclusive content or uh, QA, one-on-ones, those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, so hop on over, uh, sign up now because I will be raising the price for uh, my Patreon subscriptions at some point in 2024. But if you jump in now, you can get locked in at the current price. So thanks for watching. Have a good one. And um, yeah, have a happy December. And let's close out 2023 better than it opened. <laughs> Cheers.